You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I'm super excited to do this is podcast uh, our episode number four. And um, I really truly believe knowledge is power in the recruiting process. And this podcast is meant to bring uh, knowledge to our JH girls or any girls going through recruiting and parents and coaches. So I have sat on the side of the desk of recruiting gymnasts to division one schools for over 20 years. Uh, now I own a thriving consulting business, placing over, we have placed over a thousand gymnasts to college teams. So we are here on this podcast to bring you tips and insights to make your recruiting process less like a roller coaster ride and more like a smooth path with direction and confidence. So we're going to dig right into today's topic, but first I want to introduce to you my guest, and it's Vicki May. And Vicki, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Jill. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, yeah, a little background about me. I was a college, a D1 college coach for 16 years, um, have been working with you as an advisor for the last two years, um, and originally from Canada. And mm -hmm. so um, didn't have anyone to turn to myself when I was going through the recruiting process. So um, now love being able to do that to help families um, through a process that I did not have any resources for back when I was doing it. So true. So here at JH Consulting, we actually have over five advisors and Vicki works with a lot of our Canadians because naturally that's where she's from. Uh, but I asked her to join me today because of her uh, college experience in coaching and having walked so many kids um, through the recruiting process uh, to the colleges she was at, and so did I. And I think it's really does, I, I tend to go back into my history and what it was like recruiting athletes um, to both the schools that I was at, uh, whether it was, um, you know, recruits that we had in officially, unofficially, or they just knocked on my door. So, or maybe phone calls or just our emails. So, you know, we, we've done it all. And so I thought today would be a really good uh, discussion we could have on topics to discuss with the college coaches. So many of you are beyond June 15th, if you're 2023 or maybe you're a 22 and you are still in the recruiting process or you're a 2023 and you are headed into it um, in the future. These are gonna be 
topics that you can discuss with the college coaches. And there's two reasons that I chose this topic for today. One is timing, yes, especially for the 2023s. You are um, having phone calls. You are possibly gonna be setting up your official visits. So um, number one, these are the two reasons I think it gets really confusing about what topics you can bring up. One, I'm hearing from a lot of the recruits right now that they just don't know what to discuss. They draw a blank. So after today, you're gonna to have a list of 20 things you could be discussing. And then number two, I think families do not realize that some of the topics um, that, that they're not off limits, that you really should be asking whether you are a recruit or a parent, it's a big decision. So um, we wanna take off the veil of confusion and make it clear that these are not off topics that we're gonna go over. These are really important ones, but I think timing is key. So some of these, um, you know, you're not gonna wanna ask on the first phone call, but some of them, you may wanna ask on the third phone call or when you get on your official visit. But as a recruit, you often feel you don't wanna come across too pushy or overextend yourself in an inappropriate way by asking things you shouldn't. Um, so we'll break down these topics and hopefully you'll feel more comfortable after you finish this podcast today. Uh, all right, so Vicki, tell me, we have the list of 20 topics here in front of us. Each of us have it. And I'd love for you to share in your experience, which of these 20 topics do you feel would be some of the ones you would find would be absolutely A-OK -okay for a first conversation with a college coach? I think for that very, very first conversation, um, the top three that I would suggest um, recruits to ask the college coach. Um, the first one is what the academic resources are. Um, mm -hmm. As we know, they're student athletes. And so that academic piece is very important. They want to make sure that they find a school that meets their academic needs um, and will be a good fit for them academically. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the second two both have to do with gymnastics. And one would be what the day in the life of the student athlete would be mm -hmm. so that they mm -hmm. can see how to balance those academics and the athletics. Um, and then also what events they possibly see, the coach possibly sees them competing in so that they can get an idea of, you know, would they be an event, a recruit that would compete one event or four events? Um, because at the end of the day, that's going to come down to their decision as well, as far as do they want to be part of a program where they can compete in the all around, um, or are they going to be okay competing one or two events for that program? Love it. I think those are absolutely great. Uh, you know, top three, for sure. Um, did you find when you did your recruiting calls with uh, client or recruit, potential recruits, did you find that you had to lead the conversation most of the time? And I'm just kind of curious. I know I get that um, a lot of times the girls are very fearful of the first call. Um, did you find that you, you know, would lead it oftentimes? Absolutely. And I mm -hmm. kind of feel like in a way that is the college coach's job because they're, mm -hmm. they're the adult, they're the one that, um, you know, is getting either a call from a recruit, um, asking about that school. And so, you know, they're going to, they should be the ones talking about their school um, or vice versa. If they're calling the recruit, 
then they are letting the recruit know of their interest. And so again, at least at the beginning should lead that conversation. Um, and then as that relationship builds, then I find it's much more of a, a back and forth communication mm -hmm. instead of, um, you know, the coach just leading it the whole time. Um, mm -hmm. Although you and I both know that's not necessarily the case. And some coaches are just easier to talk to than others. Um, and mm -hmm. so sometimes the recruit does need to lead that conversation a little bit more. Um, and that's why preparing for those phone calls is so important, just because you're never going to know when that mm -hmm. call comes in or whether when you call, who's going to be the one leading the call. Yes, very true. I would agree. Most college coaches have been doing it for a long time, so they're pretty comfortable. So that can relieve you girls out there if you're nervous. Um, they will lead oftentimes uh, the conversation. Um, okay, so Vicki, let's keep looking at this list. We've got 20. We've talked about three so far. What do you consider on our list of 20 as some of these surprise topics that maybe a parent or a recruit would never think of and almost never asked us as college coaches. What might be one or two, I know I can think of one that most um, kids never think of and that's the number 16 we have on our list, summer commitment. I think a lot of times athletes have absolutely no idea that they're gonna be expected to report in the summer. Now with COVID and all the changes, um, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting, unique things we could go into on this list. Um, but in that summer commitment, I think has changed for some of the bigger schools too, because their funding just got kind of eaten up a bit with the COVID issues. But you might surprise yourself with the top 20 schools. Oftentimes they like you to be at the summer camps or they like you to come in and stay all summer and go to summer school and train because it is uh, allowable and it gives them time to work with you. So that is a great question to ask college coaches and it's a very a-okay topic. Do you see any others that uh, maybe recruits never asked and they should have or a parent maybe never felt didn't know they should ask these questions? I think one that didn't get brought up very often was really what the overall time demands were um, of okay. the student athlete. Um, obviously we know there's a 20 hour NCAA limit on training, um, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of times the parents and the athletes don't realize that um, things like community service and study table mm. um, or even team building stuff with the team, um, mm. rehab with the athletic trainer or prehab, mm doesn't count into those 20 hours. And so um, while the NCAA limits 20 hours of physical activity, that doesn't necessarily mean that is the, are the only time demands that they have. Perfect, that's a great one. I think another one is graduation rates. Nobody ever asked me that, never. And what a great important topic to bring up because if it's a school that struggles with having kids end up graduating, you wanna know about that and why is that? And it's an A-OK -okay, uh, topic to ask. Um, you wanna be going to a college where not only does the university do well with graduating their students, but you wanna be in an athletic department that has a high graduation rate. Um, and you wanna be with a college coach who also you know, puts that as a high priority. So graduation rate is number 12 on our list. We have uh, 20 here. So any other um, topics that you see on our list here that didn't get brought up very often? 
Uh, yes, study abroad and internships. Mm -hmm. Where internships would usually get brought up um, more often, but I don't think that I was ever asked about study abroad opportunities. Um, I think the assumption is that you just can't do that because you need to travel, mm -hmm. you know, train year mm -hmm. round. Um, but certainly there are definitely schools out there that encourage that and do allow their athletes to do that. And so um, asking that question, if that's something that you are interested in as a recruit, um, mm -hmm. as part of your student athlete experience uh, is absolutely a great thing to, to ask the coaches just so that you know. Perfect. Love it. Um, I would say the other one I found parents especially should be talking about what is the number one topic do you think well I, I shouldn't say number one but a very strong important topic and that would be um, especially if you're a walk-on or you're going to a D3 school um, which one do you think it is I'm thinking of Vicki uh, number three, financial aid and cost of attendance. Exactly. <laughs> I always found parents were a little nervous to bring that up. And I think that's really would be nerve. You know, you don't know if you're supposed to ask. And a lot of coaches do know what the exact, you know, those numbers are. They change a little bit each year, uh, but they actually have a specialist at many of the schools in the athletic department that you can sit with and have a meeting with. So if your daughter's going to be a walk-on and you as a family are going to be covering those costs of tuition fees, books, room, and board, um, you definitely want to know those details because uh, you have to budget for it. So um, that is one that I think is really important. Uh, which one do you think on here, Vicki, is probably the most nerve-wracking question to ask for a recruit or scary? Sort of. The, I think scholarships and renewals. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is great because Vicki and I didn't go over this ahead of time. I told her I wanted to just catch her on the spot. So I, I think it's very um, telling that you're answering them exactly uh, how I would have as a coach as well. And I think that's that's common, right? And why do you think the girls get so nervous? Well, I think it, it opens the door for the coach to say maybe that they're not in contention for a scholarship, which obviously is, is then hard to Rejection. hear. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think too, this is definitely one that, like you said, you know, some questions you don't want to ask on the first call. And to me, this is one that you wouldn't ask on the first call. This would be when you dive oh. deeper into that relationship, um, because you don't want the coach to think that the only reason you're interested in that school and that program is because mm -hmm. of the scholarship. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I Love feel like sometimes feel too if they ask about renewals then it might raise the red flag to the coach of like do you think that the it wouldn't be renewed and why would that be right and so um I think that makes it a little bit nerve-wracking for for the the athlete to to bring up um or you know when you're talking about finances oftentimes that's when the parents get involved right um, and then same thing you just kind of don't want to overstep that question and, and the right. timing of when to ask that is, is important. So with your top recruits, I know with mine, um, I would just often after I got to know them, the first two maybe conversations, I would just come right out and say, you're one of my top three. And I don't know if you ever did that, but I just wanted them to know that, you know, that they, how important they were to me. And it didn't mean I was their top three, but I wanted them to know after I really felt confident 
maybe it was even after a visit, you know, uh, an official or unofficial, that um, we were very serious about you. I wouldn't say you're our number one usually, but I would definitely give them the heads up. You're in our top three. Um, did you do that very often or how did you? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Or in the very least, I would say, you know, that you were somebody that I was considering for one of our scholarship spots. Okay. Because um, then I didn't necessarily need to give a number to it, but they right. knew that they were one of, one of the ones we were looking at for that spot. Okay. Um, number 18 here is fifth year opportunities. I don't think we've touched on that one yet. Um, I think a lot of families don't even know that exists, number one. Um, I think a lot of schools, um, the bigger schools, the bigger conferences, um, it's often one of the perks. They, it's not an added perk like, uh, like it sounds, but um, they actually use that as a recruiting tool to be able to say to a very, you know, high-end recruit that uh, it, you know, you have the option here at our school, the funding is available if you need a fifth year scholarship and we will, you know, we will promise that to you. You can't sign anything usually for that, but um, you want to listen for that. So, um, and be aware that it, it is an option, right? Yes. And sometimes that's really helpful for their academic interest. Mm -hmm. um, I worked at one school that did that and one school that did not. Yeah. Um, and the one that did, you know, for certain majors, um, that was the perfect way to go about doing it so that they didn't need to take some, you know, practicums or um, cohorts during season um, yeah. for their major, they could take it their fifth year. Perfect. Um, playing time, I think is another one of those, uh, you know, you don't want to get in gymnastics, we don't really call it playing time, but we say maybe making the lineup. Um, so here's something, uh, a way I would ask that if I was a recruit is just say, what events do you see me competing on? And do you, you know, do you see me competing on those events right away or down the road? I think it's really good for, especially, um, I had a client today that she said it was so refreshing. One of the calls she had on June 15th, they came right out and said, we see you competing immediately. And she's a performer. So she was like, yes, you know, I want to know that because I don't want to sit for a year. I want to do all four events. And it was really refreshing to hear that. So um, I think that's one of those. They're a little bit scared to ask because rejection is not fun to be told you won't make our life up for a while or something. Um, so that's one of the topics you can bring up. Um, that might not be day one, but sometimes the coaches bring it up day one. I mean, this happened to this girl, so that was good. Um, all right, on-campus housing. When does that topic more than likely come up? When did you find it most? Um, I found it come up definitely on visits. That was definitely mm -hmm. something that they wanted to talk about on visits. Um, and certainly if it was in a visit set up with me as a coach, um, yeah. we went to the dorm so that they can see that. Um, I find that that is sometimes a question that gets asked in that first or second phone call, just because it's kind of one of those surface layer questions where it's just, you know, do the girls all live together? Do they stay in the dorms? Yeah. Um, how does that work? It's, you know, an easy question without having to dive deeper in. Um, but then certainly during visits, um, you get a lot more information with that. Good. 
Uh, another interesting one that I think is super important, it's our number 11 on our list of 20, um, is injuries and rehab. And I think it's something every family needs to bring up or every recruit needs to say, if I get injured, um, not necessarily how will I be treated? You're gonna be treated well. I mean, they have the, the most amazing trainers in college um, and they're gonna rehab you really well. But I think you just need to bring up the topic and say, when girls get injured on your team, how, what do you expect of them? Because I know as a coach, I had really high expectations. I wanted my girls, if they were injured, to be taken care of well, but I also wanted them to do what they were being asked to do, to get healthy as fast as they could. So I always put it in my handbook. It was definitely a discussion topic that we would have at our meetings once they uh, were on the team. But I also like to bring it up, brush on it, you know, during the recruiting trip because it affects the team. You know, if you think you get injured and now you can sit for a while, it's just not that way. You know, they want you back immediately. So you have to put in as many, as much time in the training room as you would in the gym if you need to be in there getting better. So that's that topic. You know, an interesting one that has come up um, is the multicultural opportunities on campus. I think a lot of girls today with everything our country is going through are really sensitive to that topic in a good way. I think what I'm hearing from some of my families is, you know, which schools are multicultural um, on campus? Like, is my daughter, you know, gonna have those kind of opportunities? Did you have that come up much or have you heard it lately with any of the JH girls? Uh, it didn't come up very much when I was coaching, but definitely with families now, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I think one of the things that gymnastics has done really well is, which can lead into that and, and add some opportunities as well, is their theme, theme meets, where oftentimes they would bring in um, clubs from yeah. whatever their theme happened to be. Um, mm -hmm. And so that gave the girls some opportunities, um, you know, to kind of get into that, learn a little bit more about whichever topic that happened to be that they were um, interesting, you know, celebrating yeah. for that, that competition. Um, mm -hmm. And so that even opened the door for maybe some who didn't necessarily have that on their radar, but then through going through that process of um, that competition and, you know, they get apparel and that kind of stuff that's happening now, um, yep. maybe opens some eyes up to what is available that they didn't know was there. Did you ever find it offensive onto a, the next topic here? And then we're going to be done. Um, when an athlete or a recruit would ask you, what's your coaching philosophy and style? Or did you find that? I, I always loved that. I always thought, okay, let's talk about it. You know, it's like, because I know, every team has their own, you know, culture of a team and head coach who has a philosophy and it impacts you greatly. And so when kids didn't ask that question to me, I was always like, wow, they're, they're accepting this huge four-year commitment with me, but they have absolutely no idea really what my philosophy is. So I actually really liked it when girls would ask me that. How about you? Definitely. And if they didn't, I made sure I told them what mine was because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that they were knew what they were getting into. Yep. 
Yep, that's so good. Okay, so I'm gonna make sure we've covered all the topics. So I'm gonna read them off. There's 20 of them that you are allowed to discuss with college coaches. And of course, there's probably more, but these were the ones that jumped out to me. And they're on the, some of these are on the NCA website, which, which is, was a good review for me. But number one, academic resources. Number two, scholarships and renewals. Number three, financial aid, cost of attendance. Number four, admission requirements. Number five, study abroad internships. Number six, athletic training, medical expenses. Number seven, degree programs and graduation rates. Number eight, team time demands. Number nine, on-campus housing. Number 10, coaching philosophy and style. Number 11, injuries and rehab. 12 is graduation rates. 13, day in the life of a student athlete. 14, playing time or competing. Um, that, it also, we have that uh, down below as well, but you get the idea. 15 mental health resources. We didn't bring that up. That's No, a big we didn't. Thing. And that is a big thing on campuses for sure. Okay. That's a good one to ask you guys. You, you know what? They have some specialists for athletes that are amazing. Okay. So if that's something you feel like you need to know that you're going to have that support system, you need to ask that question. It is not a neg negative thing. Um, or keep your eyes open on your tour. They'll probably bring it up and talk about it. If, you, if you're uncomfortable bringing that up to a college coach, uh, but you go on an official visit and you want to double check that, what are the options and resources? They'll probably bring it up. Um, or you can look, you know, look it up as well on the websites. 16 is summer commitment, 17 events you see me competing on, 18 is fifth year opportunities, 19 is potential to earn a scholarship. You've got to bring that up if you're a walk-on. And number 20, multicultural opportunities on campus. Anything I missed, um, Vicki, that you think we should point out today before we hop off here? I don't think so. I think this is, I mean, there are a ton of questions that you can ask on, on lots of different things. Obviously, safety on campus is a big one as well. Ooh, yeah, that's a good um, one. But, you know, this is a good list to get you started and, you know, get that ball rolling with building the relationship with the college coaches. Perfect. Well, thank you, Vicki, for all your work with JH Consulting and for being willing to um, do this podcast with me. We're gonna do many more. Awesome. Okay, take care. I think it's off. If, oh, still saying recording, hold on. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.